If parenthood came with a GPS, it would most likely just say recalculating. Join Yulandi Becker and her guest experts Wednesdays at 11 a.m. for Bump and Beyond, the show about pregnancy and babies. 101.9 megahertz of life. You're on 101.9 High FM. This is Bump and Beyond, and I'm your host Yulandi Becker. The show is all about parenting, but more specifically, today we are speaking about language development. Later in the show, I am going to be speaking to Amanda Miller, who's a mom of two boys, a registered nurse, and an expert in baby sign language. More often than not, when we think of language development, we think of the actual words spoken, the verbal part of speech. But the reality is, is that more often than not, or non-verbal cues have a very, very important role to play in communication and language development. So I'm looking forward to that conversation with Amanda a bit later in the show. But I want you to be part of the conversation. So the question for today that I'm asking you is. When did your kids start speaking? Your babies start speaking, and just share some stories of the funny things that they say, the inappropriate things. Not too inappropriate. This is radio, and it's 11 a.m. in the morning. So share some of the stories that you have. Um, you can share your voice notes to our Telegram num- number on 061-895-1019. Or you can SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. Or email us in studio on instudio at highfm.com because I want to hear those funny stories with you. The first three years of life is when the brain is actually developing and maturing. And this is the most intensive period for acquiring speech and language skills. These language and speech skills develop best in a world that is rich with sounds, sights, and a consistent exposure to speech and language of others. My kids themselves <laughs> actually started speaking at very different times. My first kid, I say kid now because he feels a lot older, but he's 11. And Oscar started speaking when he was already about nine months. Unfortunately, the first word was Papa. Did not appreciate that. But the very next day, he felt my misery and he said, Mama. So I was happy about that. <laughs> uh, my daughter took a little bit longer to start speaking. Uh, not that much, but I think it's because we all were, we were speaking for her. <laughs> and she felt, um, she didn't need to say. But once she started, oh my word, we couldn't get her to stop. Still not. And she's nine now. So it is, it was a journey. With both of them, it's very interesting because you have to remember that we actually speak three languages at home. I speak Afrikaans to them. My husband speaks German to them, and we also speak English to them. So it's a big mix. So I initially actually thought that this could hamper their language development, but kids are like sponges. It is amazing. So once again, looking forward to that really great conversation that we're going to have with Amanda just now. This is Bump and Beyond with Yulandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies. 101.9 megahertz of life. 
You're on 101.9 Chai FM. This is Bump and Beyond, and I am Yulandi Becker. Today's show all about language development in your babies. The first signs of communication occur when an infant learns that a cry will bring food, comfort, companionship. Newborns also begin to recognize important sounds in their environment, such as the voice of their mother or primary caregiver, as they grow, babies begin to sort out speech sounds that comprise of words and their language. By six months of age, most babies recognize the basic sounds of their native language, or in my case, three native languages. I don't know what they talk about when they say mother tongue, because my kids speak German a lot better than Afrikaans, which is really funny. But let's get to your voice notes and get to hear what you have to say. Hi, my name is Alana and I have a 10-year-old and a 5-year-old. My girls started speaking what I considered quite early on. So they were forming words very early on, um, quite possibly from about 15 months. Um, by 18 months, we had sentences and, and so we could they could clearly articulate themselves at all times. Um, as a family, we are Shana. So as a rule, my husband and I decided to make sure that they were Shana speaking before anything else, because uh, in our country, everybody then learns English. English is practically a first language, yeah. So um, we're very strict about the Shana. My first was very fluent with the Shana up until she was almost three years old. My second caught on to the English very early because of interacting with her sister. Um, some funny and like little stories about their speaking. My first seemed to have a huge confusion about the difference between we and poo and how to communicate it. We understood her very well and she did ex like, um, communicate it very well. But, uh, it was funny because she used to call wee wee, wee wee, and then she's called poo, pee pee. So we always knew that if she wanted to do a wee, she'd say mama wee wee, and if she wanted to do a poo, she'd go mama pee pee. Uh, my second, was just because she learned her English really quickly, um, had a lot of sort of mixed Shannon English words. I think up until now, she still believes that Shannon English are the exact same language. She doesn't actually think that it's different. Um, for her, her little funny thing, and I was telling her that the day, and she was highly amused by the story. She used to call my breast milk, um, na na na. So she used to go, mama, na na na, for the milk. Hi, um, my name is Lisa O'Shea. I'm a mom to two beautiful humans called Zoe and Aiden. My firstborn started babbling words from 10 months. Her first word was, of course, mama. But by the age of 12 months, she could use words in the correct way, like ta-ta, ta, uh, when she wanted something, meme for milk, call the dogs woof-woof. And because I'm Afrikaans and my husband English, we spoke two different languages as well um, in the household. So she also used words like moi moi's um, for jewelry. Um, my second one, I didn't record all these things so nicely like my firstborn, but by the age of 12 months or one year, he could also use words. His first word was also mama. He could use words like dum dum for his dummy, malky, tata, omi. Unfortunately, he lost his front tooth at the age of two and a half, and um, that on, he's mispronouncing words quite a lot. Um, so hopefully next year's speech therapy will help with that as well. 
or will help with that. The funny one um, about Aiden is that he also used the word Gaga for Lady Gaga. He loved the song Million Reasons. So it's one of the songs that soothed him. So he would rock forward and backwards or if he was upset, he would um, we would play that song and he would say Gaga all the time or if he wanted that song. Um, and he also recognized her. So he would uh, use the words Gaga. So that was quite cute. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. If you've just joined us, you're on 101.9 High FM, Bump and Beyond with me, Yolandi Becker. And that was so great. Thank you so much for sharing those voice notes. It's actually very funny for me to hear about Alana and her daughter thinking that Shauna and English is the same language because I was always amazed at how my children could distinguish between the different family members and who spoke which language. And they would also very eloquently switch between the languages, but they would speak Afrikaans to my parents, German to the other grandparents and to my husband, and then just as quickly switch to each other in English. So I was always so amazed. My son, on the other hand, also I feel had a fourth language, secret language that he had. I remember so vividly that he always used for yogurt, he used a word vuti. Who knows how he got to that? So he used it so much that sometimes I actually started using the word vuti and I hated that because I never wanted to use words like vuvuf and this for different words. I also use loosely the word vagina. I don't make pretend words for that either, just FYI. But he used vuti for yogurt from, so that was one of the things. And also vakana. Not a word that actually exists in any language. I actually Googled it to find out if he knows some other language. Um, and he used Vakana for penguin. And it's odd that I would know that and that we actually used penguin that much. But he used the word Vakana. And I so remember sitting in front of him and go like, going like, Pekavain. That's penguin in Afrikaans. And he would look at me straight and he would go, va, ka, na. And I'm just like, how? How? Why? That's not what I was saying. But yes, we're talking language development. So keep those things coming and those voice notes. You can voice note us on Telegram on 061-895-1019. Or you can SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at 150, but in studio today, I am chatting with Amanda Miller. Amanda is a mom of two boys and a registered nurse, but also an expert in baby sign language. So, hi, Amanda. Hi, Yolandi. <laughs> Welcome. I'm very... I'm looking forward to this conversation. Like I mentioned earlier, it is really interesting for me that we... Often, when we think about speaking and language development, that we focus on the actual words spoken. And we just heard from listeners where they were using other words. Eventually, kids don't say voo-voo anymore. They say dog <laughs> and those type of things. And we often f just think of the actual words spoken. And you guys, 
you are actually missing out because I speak so much with my face and my hands. Those nonverbal cues are such an important part of communication. And that's why I'm also glad that guests come in studio with me so that we can see each other and interact with each other because it makes communication different, doesn't it? <laughs> it makes communication so much easier and so much more visual to have all the facial expressions and the hand movements. <clears throat> um, excuse me. So baby sign um, is just that. It's, it's making language more visual. Um, what it is not is it's not sign language per se, because sign language is a completely different thing altogether. Sign language is a language all of its own that is used by the deaf community and should be respected as such. Um, baby sign, on the other hand, we take signs from um, sign language and we put them with normal speech. Um, and that normal speech is what the babies hear, but the signs makes the the language visible and emphasizes specific words in a sentence to make them far more understandable. Oh, I'm looking forward to this conversation. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. If you've just joined us, you're on Bump and Beyond. I am your host, Yulandi Becker, and I am chatting with Amanda Miller, mother of two, registered nurse, and expert in baby sign language. Amanda, you were just earlier mentioning to us that there is a big difference between baby sign language and actual. That was one of my questions to ask <laughs> if it's like for deaf people sign language. And you clarified that to say that, no, it's a completely different thing, um, which helps <laughs> for me to know. Because it is also, if you think of actual sign language, um, there's also variations on that in different countries, which I never knew before. Why would we, though, teach our children baby sign language? Right. So babies don't really begin to speak until they are at least a year old, if they're, you know, very, very early speakers. But they generally begin to speak anywhere between a year and two and a half years. <clears throat> um, the reason for this is... Not because they don't understand language. It's because their muscles, <clears throat> their, um, their vocal muscles are still developing. Well, first of all, they're really concentrating on eating and drinking. That's their main thing that they are sucking. They are eating. They're drinking. They're trying to get nutrition in. Then once they start solids, then it's their brain pathways that need to develop because it's quite difficult to say certain words. So they have to, if you take the word book, for example, they have to first get the b, and then they have to do the ooh, and then they have to do the k. <laughs> and putting all of those three sounds together, although we do it incredibly easily, it takes time to develop those pathways. <clears throat> and they develop incredible frustration in between that time of understanding, which develops from about four months old, 
to when they can actually vocalize or when they can actually speak. And baby sign just bridges that gap. It helps them to communicate. It gives them a way to communicate with everybody else um, before they can actually speak. And it is just incredible for that reason. That's really great, as you were saying now, that kids, um, it takes a while before they start with the speech development and there's the different phases. And and even as a sleep consultant, we often tell parents at night, baby spends an immense amount of time actually at night time in what we refer to as REM sleep, active sleep, where they verbalize a lot of these things and where they practice a lot of these sounds. And that is incredible by itself is how much time they actually spend on creating these muscles, moving these muscles and learning these things. So what would sign then entail? How would you incorporate that in that language development? Okay, so what you do is you would... Um, very difficult to do on radio. But <laughs> <laughs> you would start with, say, the sign milk or the word milk. And it, whatever language you are speaking at home, you use that language to sign with. So you use the sign for milk and you put it to the language that you speak. So... If you are saying milk, you say milk. If, you, if you're speaking Afrikaans, it would be milk. And if you're speaking Isizulu, then it would be Ubis. Um, and you use the sign every single time you say the word. And the baby turns tends to ac um, acknowledge the fact that that sign then becomes a meaning of that word. I'm assuming for you who can't see it, um, while Amanda's speaking, she's constantly squishing her hand like she's <laughs> holding a, a stress ball. <laughs> I assume that's the sign for milk. That is the sign for milk. <laughs> so that's quite nice. Uh, does... Does it help with the language development if you're speaking with baby sign language? Okay, so one of the first questions I always get asked is, will it delay baby speech? Yes. Um, and the answer is absolutely not, for the simple reason that you are never using it silently. You are always speaking when you're signing. And for that reason, your baby is always hearing the language while you are speaking. The other thing it does, which is very subconscious, but it is so important, is that it slows your speech down. Because as adults, we forget how fast we speak. And if you are learning a new language, the first thing you say to a native speaker is, oh, please slow down. I don't understand. And as soon as you slow down, they are able to hear the words better. And when you are using baby sign, you slow your speech down because it's very difficult to sign every single word quickly. So you tend to slow your speech down and that makes language more understandable in itself. So what you're doing with the signs is you are emphasizing. Imagine you're holding a highlighter and you are highlighting specific words in a sentence. You're not going to sign every single word in the sentence, but you're highlighting just very specific words in the sentence to make them more understandable or to make them more visible. Um, 
and yeah so so that's that's how how baby sign actually works is you slow your speech down and you're making language more visible and then the babies understand that that sign goes with that word and then they will start mimicking you with the sign or with the um yeah with the word with the sign that means that word i mean I mentioned already that you are missing out on my visual display of speaking with my hands and with my face for that matter. Um, so this is very interesting. If you've just joined us, you're on 101.9 High FM. This is Bump and Beyond with me, Yulandi Becker, and we're st- uh, talking to Amanda Miller, an expert in baby sign language. So you were now mentioning about the, the different sign and the benefits and why that it's not going to delay language development. So is there specific words that you will have signs for or do you do you make up the sign or is there a specific sign for words? Okay, there are specific signs. Um mainly because we take all of our signs from South African sign language. So we Using the signs, but we're not using the same word order of South African Sign Language. So South African Sign Language is a completely different language to any of the spoken languages in South Africa. Um, It has a totally different word order to say say, um, English or Afrikaans. Um, It may have at points some similarities in word order, but generally speaking, the grammar, the syntax, everything. It's a completely separate language. Um, <clears throat> we So we use the signs from South African Sign Language. So to make up signs, you could do, but it's not really that useful because what you can do is if your baby, um, not every child actually goes to school and finds that they are um, managing at school. Let's just be honest here. Um, And if they find they need to go to a school that uses sign language of any sort, for example, Makaton, which is the system that we use with baby sign at Baby Babble, um, then that then they've already learned the signs. They're not having to learn new ones because you've either learned them over the internet, which is usually American sign language signs, mm. or you've made up your own, which means that nobody understands you <laughs> except in the family. <laughs> <laughs> That's also okay. You know, some, I understood Vuti. I understood Vakala. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not sure <laughs> Granny would understand Vuti or Vakala. Definitely not. It was a struggle. <laughs> Uh, you now already mentioned that it doesn't delay speech development, but when can you start then using, is it from the get-go? Should you, as a parent, already learn the signs before baby is born? Or when are you supposed to start with this? Okay, another good question. <laughs> um, so it's obviously better to wait until you have a small person to start signing with. Um and you can start from the get-go, absolutely. The sooner you start signing, the sooner they're going to start signing back to you. But let's be honest. When you have a new pickle in the house, um, it takes a lot of time to adjust to each other. Them to you, you to them. Um, 
once you've got your sleep consultants in and everybody is um, sleeping through or at least getting some sleep. Um, so usually we say from about four months um, because your baby's gross motor skills really start developing from about six months. And it's once their gross motor skills come in that they can or they have the ability to start signing back to you. So um, starting just before that, you will be helping them understand language hugely because you will be slowing your speech down. You'll be using the signs which emphasize the words. Um, so they will be understanding language enormously. And then from about six months, they will be able to start signing back. That is not to say that they absolutely will start signing. I was back just to about you. to say, I, <laughs> I'm like, I've never done this. <laughs> so I'm like thinking a six month old. They can. Absolutely. So children of deaf parents who have sign language as their first language can and do start signing back to their parents from about six months old. Um, so it can and it is possible. Um, my children, however, they're always the exception to the rule. Um, <laughs> they started, they took five months of constant signing to them to sign back to us. So I started with my first one. I started when he was eight months old and he started signing back at 13 months. And then I thought, no, that's fine. I'm going to start much younger. So I started at birth with the first one, but then actually really started again at five months old. And he started signing back at 10 months. So it varies from child to child. I have taught one little girl who started signing back to us within a week of starting classes. Um, so it does vary hugely from baby to baby. But you can start from whenever you want to. There is no hard and fast rule. There, um, If you start later, if you start at, at one year old, for example, you haven't missed out on anything. What you're going to do at one year old is you're going to teach them all the signs and they will just pick them up a lot faster because their need to communicate at that point is so much greater because they are now really, they know what they want. They know um, who's going to give it to them, but they just don't know how to verbalize how to get it. If you show them the signs, they will pick them up so much faster. If you've just joined us, you're on Bump and Beyond with me, Yulandi Becker, and I'm talking to Amanda Miller, an expert in baby sign language, because we're talking about language development today. How many words, Amanda, are you going to be teaching in sign language to a baby? There is absolutely no limit. <laughs> Maybe there's a limitation on the parents to remember. <laughs> you know that that is honestly the only limit. If you teach your baby a sign, they will learn it. If you don't teach it, they won't learn it. They won't have that opportunity. So there is no limit. In our baby sign classes at Baby Babble, we teach around over a 10-week course, we teach around 120 words which sounds huge, and it is quite a lot, but actually we have so much fun and we do it all in song and in, in rhyme, and 
um, with puppets and we really have so much fun that you don't realize you're learning this. And the great thing is that, I mean, the, the one thing to remember is that mum or um, whoever is coming to the classes is the one that's doing the learning and then taking it home and continuing that at home. It's that consistency at home that is so important. Yeah, when I'm surrounded with my German in-laws, my German significantly improves. <laughs> so I, I can imagine, imagine. <laughs> that um, constant. What is the most common words that you would teach, though? <clears throat> I mean, I now know milk is one. Is poo one? Um, not necessarily, not to begin with, unless you're teaching potty training, which is fine. Um, the first signs that we start with are the first five signs would be milk. So you're basically taking the hand that you write with and you are going to be opening and closing your fist with your thumb in the upward position. So opening and closing your fist a couple of times um, and that is milk. Then we do eat, which you take a five finger pinch. So you put all the tips of your fingers together and you just tap them twice on your chin just underneath your lips, and you say eat. Don't ever forget to say the word while you're signing it. The third one we do is drink, which is you hold your hand in a C shape, um, in a C shape, and you bring it up to your mouth as you would do normally. It's drink, drink. and you don't forget to say drink. Then we'd say more. Um, where is you that really a good one to teach? <laughs> more, more drink. Maybe not one after the other, come to think about it. <laughs> um, so more, you have both of your hands in a sort of a claw shape and just slightly your tip fingertips not touching but slightly together and then you just take them away from each other uh, move them away like from inflating each other, a balloon. like inflating a balloon that's more and then the last of the five is finished finished so you have your almost like a time out you're almost like a time out but you're chopping it you're chopping down in front of your um one hand's fingers and that's finished Cool. I really like that. I've already learned something. <laughs> this is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies. 101.9 megahertz of life. If you've just joined us, you're on 101.9 High FM with me, Yulandi Becker, and we're talking bump and beyond, more specifically language development with Amanda Miller, an expert in baby sign language. You are now mentioning when you start relatively early, which I'm impressed with. I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed that I didn't get this opportunity with my kids, but when do they then stop signing? Ah, yes. <laughs> They will stop signing as soon as their speech is um, audible and understandable because speaking is like walking is to crawling. So crawling is a means to an end. It gets them from one place to the other before those wet spaghetti legs actually are able to stand and do something. <clears throat> but once they are walking, they very rarely go back to crawling. And it's exactly the same with speech and sign. Signing gets them communicating, gets them understood and gets them what they want. 
but it is much easier and much quicker to actually speak. So they drop their signs as soon as they can speak. Great. Amanda, where can people contact you if they want to get into touch with you? Um, they can go to my website on www.babybabble.guru or they can email me at amanda at babybabble.guru and I'd love to speak to them. Great. Thank you so much, Amanda, for joining me. It's been really lovely talking about this and not just talking, also signing. I don't know what is the sign for... I'm on radio. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have to think about that. <laughs> I want you to join in in the conversation if you have questions or you want to share with us uh, when your child started speaking some of the funny stories that you have. You can send us a voice note on our Telegram line on 61 895 or you can SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at one rand fifty. You can also obviously email us on instudio at highfm.com. But let's listen to some of your voice notes. Hi, my name is Melissa. I've got two children. My daughter, who's five now already, um, spoke very clearly from a very early age. She could start put, putting sentences together from about 18 or 19 months. Uh, the one thing she did do was change the words around. So instead of saying remote, she would say marote, uh, which was uh, quite funny, and we had to quickly learn what she was actually saying. But she spoke clearly and fast and, and very well. My son, who's now that age, 18, 19 months, is not speaking as clearly yet. He's not even putting two words together yet. Um, so he is saying a few words like hello and um, pointing to things, saying look, um, but he's babbling a lot. So he's got a lot of sounds that he makes for different types of things, um, shows us and understands really well. Um, babbles in his own uh, language, but he's not speaking as um, clearly as what my daughter did at that age. Hi, Yolandi. How are you? Thank you so much for such an informative program. My name is Sarah, and I just thought I would share with you today um, just a small anecdote about my son. He is now seven years of age, um, but he started talking really early. It was around um, from 11 months of age, he was already starting to make sounds. And from about 13 or 14 months, he was already starting to say his own type of words. Um, one of the things I always remembered, and we still tease him about it today, is that um, when he used to see a pigeon, he used to say pigeon. So he could not say the full word pigeon, but whenever he saw um, a pigeon, he used to point at it and say pigeon. Um, and that was his own version of the word pigeon. Um, it's still something I really remember today, and I still laugh about it. Uh, but yes, that's just something I thought I would share with you. Thank you again, and uh, have a lovely day. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. You're on 101.9 High FM with me, Yolandi Becker. And we're talking language development today, and it was so lovely speaking to Amanda and also listening to your voice notes. I'm glad my kids are not the only ones who had funny words that they were saying. I mean, PG is a little bit closer to pigeon than booty is to uh, yogurt or vacana is to penguin, but I really loved it. 
It's interesting by nine months, babies can un- understand a few basic words like no and bye-bye. And lots of you mentioned that your kids started speaking relatively early, which nine months is relatively early. And usually it is those words like no. They say no so quickly. And for me, that's also a sign of how often we use the word no. And it's, I don't know, I'm not convinced it's a good thing that we're doing that. But it is those type of words, bye-bye, no, mama, papa, those type of words that start around nine months. Between 12 and 18 months, most babies say few simple words like mama, dada, by the end of 12 months. And they now know that what they are saying. So it's not just sounds and practicing speech anymore. They start to understand it a little bit more. They respond to... In short, <laughs> one-step requests such as please put that down and those type of things. By 18 months, toddlers say several simple words and can point to people, objects, and body bots. So understanding definitely is a lot more um, there. They repeat words. And by 18 months, often I tell parents that they forget to make that transition from baby to toddlerhood. And speech is one of those things where we... Uh, assume incorrectly that they don't understand what we're saying. And we should always assume that our kids know rather and that they can do things rather that they can't. And that is definitely one of those things that we have to remember to also adjust and give them an opportunity to understand. Uh, like, uh, so they do, uh, by 18 months, they can say a, a lot of s- several simple words. By age two, toddlers string together a few words in short phrases or two or four words, such as mommy, bye-bye, me, milk. They're learning that words mean more than objects, like cup. They also um, can think of abstract ideas like mine. And it's, once again, interesting with multiple languages that children can actually Once again, they're like sponges. My kids could do all of that by two years in three different languages. And it sounds like I'm super impressed by my children, but I am. Of course, they're my kids, so I'm allowed to. But all children have the ability to be able to do that. So it's very interesting. By the time your child is age three, a a toddler's vocab usually is more than, and I say vocab because I really, that's one of those tongue twister words that I really can't say, vocabulary. (laughs) They can say more than 200 words by three. Kids can string together two to three word sentences. They can talk with you in conversation that can be at least a two back and forth exchanges. So very interesting how that language develops. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. You're on 101.9 High FM. This is Bump and Beyond, and I'm your host, Yolandi Becker. And we're talking today language development, and earlier we spoke a lot about the nonverbal cues of language development with Amanda Miller, an expert in baby sign language, because nonverbal cues are so important when we are speaking. You are really missing out on all my verbal cues while I'm speaking here on radio, hence why I changed the tone of my voice and try to make it interesting for you. But there are many ways that we can help the speech development of children. For instance, we can watch and listen. 
Watch what they're doing, how they're speaking. And Amanda even said during her interview that that's the one of the benefits of baby sign language is it helps us to slow down our speech so that our children can hear better what we are saying. I think that's also why they learn no so quickly because it's only so many ways you can do it. And even if you say no quickly, they are going to hear it properly. You can also imitate the words and the sounds that they are saying. Imitation also helps to slow down things, to clearly do things. Um, and babies love to hear their parents, especially mommy's voices. So imitate them. Praise them. Smile and applaud even for the smallest or most confusing attempts to baby talk. Babies learn the power of speech by the reactions of adults around them. So praise them and elaborate if your baby points to a table or make noises. Do you, if they point to food or noodles and you want to say, do you want some more noodles? Oh, these noodles taste so good. So elaborate and also narrate what you're doing. I'm cutting up the chicken for you. Let's put on these blue socks now and use lots of words to describe the colors and those type of things. My my son used to love to teach my daughter colors. That was really one of the greatest things. And be patient. Oh, that honestly is one of the biggest things you need in the beginning because they get so frustrated if they say Vuti or Vakana a hundred times and you just don't get to understand what they're saying. So it is very important to be patient because they they just repeat the same thing. Vakana, Vakana, and you're like, what are you saying? I don't know. So they, it is important to have patience. Um, even when you don't understand what your baby is saying or just keep on trying. Play. Encourage children to play. Pretend and imagine out loud the development of the verbal skills as they become toddlers. And very important, include reading time. Read to them aloud. This is a fantastic thing to include as part of your bedtime routine with your child, to have a little bit of winding down. And to be honest, my kids are now 9 and 11, and to this day, we have reading time. They now read themselves. Um, I don't have to read to them anymore. But we all sit together at just after dinner. They get to read a little bit together, and it's a fantastic opportunity also then to Learn the reading and obviously also for language development from the start and use the actual words. Avoid words like the moo and the woof woof. Say the cow goes moo. The horse goes nay. Don't use other words for the actual words. It has been such a great time with you today. You're on 101.9 High FM. Remember that this show will be available on a podcast on our website, highfm.com. So you can listen to it there and you can join me next week. Speak to your children as if they are the wisest, kindest, most beautiful and magical humans on earth. For what they believe, they will become. None of us know the best combination of things to do for our children. More often than not, as parents, we just close our eyes and hope for the best. Some might call that faith. God bless. See you next week.